It's the Daily Talk Show episode. Oh, I just turned up my mic a little bit there. The one time Josh will want to redo the intro, which happens rarely because he always pushes back on me doing it, is the one time you had your volume right down. Do you want to do it again? No, I'm fine with that. You sure? It's episode 314. And it's Fat Fridays. What's going on, Derek? Derek. Scooter, Derek. I'm starving and I just want to say a great (laughs) big thank you to you guys for bringing me a sandwich. Well, I, I specifically... Uh, told you that we were going to eat. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Fat Friday, so there's that has to happen. Mm. But he accidentally ate a curry, he said, before he came. Look, all right, my wife and I have a thing we call, it's called a dignity burger, right? So if you're going to a wedding and you think it's going to be some hoity-toity affair where you're going to get, you know, when you chase down the guy with a plate? Yeah, he's got the aranchi right? balls. So we have a burger on the way to the wedding so that we can have some level of dignity. Yeah. Right? So I thought... Well, what I'll do is at 12 o'clock, I'll nip out between recordings. Yes. And I'll nip out and get a snack. <laughs> a curry isn't a snack. Well, I so forgot, we agree. didn't I? I just stood there and I saw this curry and I just went, oh, what, Out of the Bay Marie, you just like, that's just, me? Yeah, so I smashed the curry <laughs> in about five minutes. I will say, I, I felt slightly insecure uh, early in the week. We did a live show with Craig Harper mm-hmm. and a lovely lady was there who – Said, oh, I listened to the show. I thought she, I thought everyone was there for Craig. Turned out some people actually listened to us. And she said, because I yelled out to Josh, Josh, she listens. And then she says, yeah. I said, what do you like? She says, you talk a lot about food. <laughs> and she, I think she's fallen on Fat Friday episodes mm. where we're just he, he, knees, knee deep in the uh, food banter, which will be no different today. What we got in front of us is – actually, hang on. I just need a – what are you doing? He's just the, um, measuring, tape measure. measuring tape. Well, we. So I just can I guess how long it is? Yeah, sure. Mm. I mean, we, we, you and I have played that game. Before. It's two, f- <laughs> and we know who won. <laughs> two foot. Well, that's eight inches. <laughs> <laughs> two, it's two, two foot. Two foot. Two foot sandwich. Uh, Scooter Derek. That's beautiful. And what do you think it is? This is we take. What's the game now, mate? It's lovely. I just, I just no, feel link. a bit embarrassed. Are you having one as well? <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, what good. do you think? Lengthwise? Lengthwise. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, this, he'll get it. He's the most handy guy Wait in this room. In this room it's not saying I'm much. just going to say just under two foot and say 22 inches. Uh, 22 inches. So we've gone two foot and 22 inches. Why are we doing it all in feet? We should have Yeah. I reckon inch wise. Got inches what, on the thing. 20, 24 inches. I I, I th- so That's if we're talking foot. centimetres, can we do <laughs> centimetres just as a final thing? It's 70 centimetres. Uh, I reckon 60. 62. What do you reckon, Des? Yeah, well, 22 inches. Which is what? Oh, I don't know. Oh, we're saying centimetres. 25.4 now, times. Okay. Hey, mate, Siri. Times 22. Here we go. I mean, this is gone. How many centimetres in 22 inches? Okay. 22 inches is 55.88. Oh, Derek was the closest. It's 52 centimetres long. So you get to eat the whole sandwich. thing. <laughs> you get it all. That works. I'll take that. So what, what's inside, TJ? This is a Reuben sandwich. One of your favourite, Josh, mm-hmm. uh, from Casati's. Just had Nikki whip it up for me. They, they don't usually sell them this long. They're usually in a some nicer bread. So I ended up going to Coles and getting a um, this loaf. This what do you call it? Like a rustic bread. Stick. Can we start eating it now? I know you. You get this thing about you, Josh. When you get like you're beyond hungry, 
and you actually lose your marbles a bit. Mm. You just start looking around. Why well, was I, I purposefully didn't eat? Well, how are we going to cut? Is that my piece? Is that too big? Yeah, so hold that end for you. Derek, you hold the middle that? bit. Mm-hmm. You hold that. And so then I can hold this because that will be partly mine. I'll give Mr. 97 a bite Come on, from a bit mine. of elbow grease um, there, mate. Miss, uh, I was going to say Mr. Derek. Scooter Derek. Oh. You are a guy who has a story on everything in the nicest probable way. Not like the guy who's got an annoying story on everything. A bit who talks like that. No, no, no. Josh and I find you intriguing. Just that you, you're... Interesting. You're intriguing, interesting. The amount of rebrands you've done across your life. I, I dare say you look the same. You've done the rebrand in terms of career and what your sort of hobbies are, shit like that. But I thought... Uh, so I was at the supermarket before. I was like, I want to find a something and just show it to you to see if you have a story on it. And then I was like, I need an obscure item from the, the supermarket. So I went and asked the lady oh where this specific item is and she cringed as I said it. Ugh. And so I'll show you what that item is. Hang on. I don't even know they sold those at supermarkets. <laughs> Sweegies. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. So right, right here is a can of Spam. Oh, Spam. Spam, 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 Spam. What's that? Have you ever... Huge. What is, yeah, what was, were you, it sounded like you were quoting then. a film. Yeah, it was a reference to Monty Python, okay. a skit. And so um, do you have any spam stories? i got to, look, look, can I just start with one thing? I can I just it. guess? Oh. I got, oh, sorry. I was just going to guess that you fucking love it. I love spam. <laughs> <laughs> spam. Spam is like a bum bag, or you call, <laughs> it, a fanny, you? call it a fanny pack. There. It makes sense. It's great. But you just everyone's just too embarrassed to use it. <laughs> so it's revolting what, as a, what is as a notion. I don't know stuff. And what does it taste like? I'm not spiced tasting ham, it. right? Spam spiced ham. Oh, is that what it stands for? Okay, do you want me to read you with the ingredients? Am I, is it okay that I'm getting stuff on the desk? That's fine. So the ingredients are pork, ninety-two percent water, salt, thickener, sugar, preservatives, color, humectant. Chemical one five two zero. I don't nice know what one. that yeah, is. Delicious. But is there anything like? What, is there any stories that you have around spam from your life, from Not, your rebrands across your years? I did uh, once. I had a combi. You know what a combi is? Yeah, Volkswagen bus, a camper that had a small can of spam that just lived on the dash <laughs> as a. Uh, uh, not opened, but yeah. it just lived there as a like a decoration instead of like a. Wobblehead or an Elvis or something. Yeah. Just this can of spam. A conversation starter, I suppose. And just letting people know I'm not a vegan hippie in a combi. Well, it's got the brand. Like, like it's actually got quite um, sort of like a brand that sticks out. Don't you think? Like it's sort of old school cool. Uh, it's like the oh. pop art. It's like the Campbell's cans. Mr. 97, I, I wasn't sure what he meant by dripping. Can you run around the back and get some toilet paper for Josh over there? Because there is oil going all over the table. You said it was fine. I know I did because I thought it was just like you were dropping bits out of the sandwich. I didn't realise it was going to pour out water or whatever that is. And when I start, it's going to be a lot worse. So the word you're looking for is it's iconic. The yeah, branding yeah. of this is iconic. There's like a friend of mine makes, um, it's like pottery, but it's like pop art pottery. It's like uh, old Fanta bottles and things like that. And so he, he makes these out of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, porcelain, not porcelain, yeah. like um, clay. clay, and then sort of paints them, and so they're like oh, pieces wow. of art. And so that's what you were doing. You were using it as a art installation. Yeah, and people thought I was being ironic, but I do, I do actually like it. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only one in the world, I think. 
Well, you can have that, mate, because there's not Thank a chance now. Nice. I'm not going on my vacation. Have we already asked Eric to list all of the. Um, Who's Eric? Derek. <laughs> I had a moment. Derek. Have we asked Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Third what time lucky. What I, need say, Eric? I need to say to Scooter Derek. <laughs> Scooter Derek. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'm getting hot now. Scooter Derek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your jobs, the different jobs you've had yeah. over the years. Have we spoken about this? Have you, you don't list- know them all. Can you list them all, please? While I eat. I'm trying to think of them. Go back to the very beginning. What was your first ever job? A trolley. We called them trolley pushers. Do you know what a trolley pusher is? Yeah, like at the supermarket, they're collecting all the trolleys. Yeah, yeah. In those yeah. days, it was done by, uh, you know, a 16-year-old. A yeah. And so I, there was a new shopping centre in Muralbark where I grew up. That's such a, a good idea, by the way. Mr. 97's just brought plates. Oh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He's a thinker. A 94 would not have thought of that. No. <laughs> well, uh, a 43 and a zero. <laughs> 46. Definitely didn't think yeah, of that. Go on. Sorry, Derek. Thank you. What did I, what did yeah, I the get? Scooter, so yeah. the scooter, I'm oh, sorry, the um, trolleys. Mm-hmm. I was a trolley boy. That's what we were called. So th- there was a large ramp and we had to go out into the world and get trolleys and pile them up. So we would collect all the trolleys and get them ready somewhere and then go and sort of crack on to the girls that worked in the chemist shop and stuff like that. So who Sometimes were you Sometimes go and get UDLs by? from Coles and <laughs> smash a few UDLs and then quickly run back and put the trolleys back in. It's a good job. How were you paid, do you remember? Just cash? UDLs. It was $2.60 an hour when I started. Mm. It's pretty good. What year? 82, mm-hmm. maybe 982. So uh, Tommy and I announced yesterday that maybe we <laughs> might be leaving Easy Street. I know. You're doing, you're doing an angry face. Yeah, I am. You've got Castaway Studios up uh, the road, mm-hmm. up on Easy Street. Mm. Uh, what was Easy – who the fuck's phone keeps dinging, by the way? It's yours, dude. So Is it my – Be careful. Uh, yeah. it's my, so this is a problem. I've set up iMessage uh, accidentally on my computer and so now every – Fucking time I get a message at things and everything. Mm. What's um, the drink? What is it, TJ? Have a sip. You know what it is. Oh, another secret mystery. Well, I did think there's it's a like story a, out of this. A pinky, fizzy sort of drink. We're, but we're weaving hard today. We've gone from his jobs Sorry. then to Easy Street now back to a mystery drink. But what is it? You know what? No, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Scooter um, Derek. It's, it's, it's got no real sugar in it, but it still mm. tastes delicious. Yeah. What do you think it is? Mystery. It must be. I'm not getting any Nutrisweet kind of backbeat. <laughs> no. It's kombucha. It's got to be kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> so you, did you yeah. know it was kombucha? Dot com, I'm guessing it is. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's it is. kombucha. Yeah. So, so anyway, anyway, which one is – so you were going – Easy Street. We don't want to hear about his jobs. You're bored of them? The no, we got one. we went through the, the trolley one. His first <laughs> you wanted a list of all of them. I did want all of them. Specifically, I want all your jobs. Okay, point form. All right. Okay, yeah, just go, quickly, uh, quickly, because John people are bored. I was a trolley boy and then I worked in the, a nightclub when I was at uni. Bouncing? What were we doing? No, well, no, being bus, a, bus being a, 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 a you know, They called it that. They called it a glassy. Okay, glassy and then a what bussy. What did they do? So it was the biggest, newest disco and in fact, you got to tell Josh what actually happens at nightclubs to it, get through. Oh, to I'm, not gonna, I'm not allowed to. This is, what's, what's this rated? Ah, <laughs> uh, so the, unrated. So the, this big fancy <laughs> nightclub called Area 
and it was in the, the, the 80s, so it was a massive million dollars put in. Where Molly, was this? In Croydon Hotel. Oh, yeah. So Molly Meldrum, Shirley Strawn, all the DJs from LA and it was just like huge and the, the DJ booth went up and down on gas lifts for no reason and it was just like cutting-edge pastel craziness. And I popped in there and asked for a job and they said, yeah, sure, come in and go to the one of the motel rooms on Saturday night, 7 o'clock. So I went down there. But I, have, I don't know why, but I went there. All the staff there were dressed in really kooky shit. They had their, <laughs> they had their hair sprayed with colour, fluoro colour hairspray. Was that very 80s? And they had like bow ties with coloured lights in them and kooky. It was just kooky, yeah. deliberately kooky. And they were all kooky, so it was obviously a thing. Can you turn so your mic down, please, Josh? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, so I, I turned up dressed like a blues brother. So full suit. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Did you suit. get the kooky memo, or you just rocked up? They, I said, as "What a do kook. I wear?" I said, "What do I wear?" And they said, "Just jeans and a t-shirt will be fine. Yeah. We'll take care of the rest." And we're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> so I've ta- so I've gone along as a blues brother, full hat. <laughs> I found some sunnies in my mum's drawer that were purple, but they were kind of right, and texted them black in the flame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went along, tiny thin tie. wasn't hard to find in those days. We all had them. And I went along and I, and I just went deadpan. I said, I was told to come here. <laughs> and the girl was in there, the hairdressing girl, dressing all the staff up and she turned and she said, you're fine as you are. And I was like, <laughs> oh, great. and they're all going, oh, you bastard. They, <laughs> they hated on me because I got to be sort of cool Yeah, and they had to be all fluorescent. And I used to go around busing though with the sunnies on, couldn't see shit. So what, the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is busing though? So busing is the guy with the tray, drink tray, and it's like gronks like us have half finished a drink and he has to take it back to the cupboard. To, to 97, bar, what did sorry. you actually think busing was? When you heard them say busing, did you know what they were talking about? No, I had no idea. Yeah. No Driving idea. a bus. I, thought, I literally yeah, thought it was you out the front like monitoring buses. Conspiracy Jimmy used to be a bussy. He, he, yeah, he spent a bunch of time. He found so much stuff. Oh, mate, like I, on the ground. You know, I found hundreds of bucks. And hundreds of bickies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bickies weren't around in my day. <laughs> what would you find then? What was the drug back then? Cash. That you find? Cash. Robbo. Yeah. No one has cash anymore. Gl- broken yeah. glass fights. In those days they had, before they uh, had controlled bounces. Yeah. You had uh, different group. They had that many bounces in there. It yeah. was what do you mean controlled bounces? What, what well, does you that had mean? to have a license and you had to do a course. And, and so that registered. wasn't that no. at the start. It, wasn't it was like just that. free for all. So you had a group of kind of kickboxers <laughs> and you had a group that were like Vietnam vets, like ex-soldiers. And you had a group that were just like super tough guys. They're just and like they were little groups. Yeah. All working as bouncers. Yes. And if there's no trouble of a night, sometimes – at the end, when everyone's sitting down, uh, they had primitive tap systems, so they had to run off about 20 jugs to clean the taps. Yeah. Mm. So we all had to drink it all as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. But th- these bouncers would start fighting each other, though. Yeah. In- so the bouncers were bigger issues than the actual They'd papers. throw people through the windows. And <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's nothing strange. Um, you know who was a bouncer at a potential – it might have been a Ringwood nightclub – Craig Harper. Really? So when he, in his day, he used to you – know, 110 kilos, solid – Used to work out one of those, like there's those mega clubs, juice, out juice nightclub, I betcha, somewhere out that way. <laughs> but he's had a big gym, like World Gym, opened up there. Or something. Really, yeah. any connection with a gym is probably him. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, what other what other jobs? So you've got your bussy, uh, uh, trolley guy, bussy, 
Right, then it got then I worked as a storeman in a tile shop for a little while. Then I, I can't remember what happened. I worked at, then I started working as barman when I was studying Geelong. Yeah. And then it sort of all dried. Oh, what did I do after that? Then I became what was known as a hall keeper. This is a fascinating job. It's like the lowest you can get in a local council. <laughs> hall so keeper. it's the guy oh. who has to do everything that everyone goes, well, that's not my job kind of thing. You're like a caretaker, security. Of a venue? Chauffeur. Of the offices, of the main offices. Yeah. Is it like a fixer? Hundreds of people. And in those days, the offices, everyone smoked durries. Yeah. So you had an, an open plan office, enormous open plan office, that had 250, 300 people working in there in like like in the movies, mm-hmm. in the newspaper office or whatever, all punching durries and ashtrays and you'd cruise oh. through and the whole place stunk. And the Were you a smoker? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't even notice. When did you – because you, you don't smoke now, do you? No. When you, what when was you, the quitting date? When did you quit? What was your last durry? I don't know. I haven't got a date for it. It was – Give us a year. Paint a picture. I'm guessing – Possibly about 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not that long ago. Well, maybe more. Maybe mm. more. No, we, no, you can't just say more just because Tommy said it wasn't long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's is a good that, response. No, it's, oh, actually, maybe it was 18 Damn. years ago. <laughs> what, what was the... Uh, I was what, feeling a bit short of breath. I went to a doctor and it was, <laughs> a, and it was this doctor in Smith Street and she was a Sri Lankan woman and she... And I, and I said, oh, just like a shorter breath. I think there's something wrong with me. Because I was just a boy back then. Yeah. I was like, probably not even 40. <laughs> and, and she just went, oh, I want you to go up there to this place and do a test. And she just wrote down emphysema, question mark. <laughs> I fucking just wrote it down and slid it across the table. And I'm going, what? And I was like, I wasn't even, I didn't even think about the emphysema for the yeah. moment. I just went straight to... What sort of shit is this? What yeah, sort that's of fucked, isn't that's it? shit doctoring, man? Yeah, you just you just can't do that. At least doctors at least tell me what it even is and whether it's like a death how bad is or the, something. I don't know anything about it. Luckily, <laughs> doctors have bad enough handwriting that you normally can't actually read what oh, they're it was saying. Clear as day. I was like, oh. And so you went, t- you went for the you went for the emphasis. Yeah, and it was it was okay. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that was that was that the period of like. Back I didn't then? have a cigarette after that. Really? No. That's all it took. Oh, yeah. Well, then, she's, then she was the best doctor that you could have possibly well, gone to see. Technically, she, yeah, she, she saved my life with her brutality. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. And so the that hall manager job, or what was it called? A hall? Hallkeeper's a funny hallkeeper. job, yeah. Are they still in existence? Yeah, yeah. God, it's the person that runs the show at a council facility. Mm. So if you go to a, a hall or a community centre, mm. there's a dude there who's let you in. Mm. You know, it's kind of... The twenty first birthday. Pretty easy when you're not, well, it was like nineteen or twenty or something like that, or twenty one. Yeah. So it was grouse. Did you finish high school? Yeah, went to uni. What was your? Uh, there was no ATAR back then. What was it? HSC. Two hundred and sixty five. Yeah, which is a number. <laughs> so <laughs> it's higher Lucky than ninety seven, <laughs> but it's but a what different the fuck metric. Does it mean? <laughs> it's millimeters <laughs> versus centimeters. <laughs> the big a ninety seven. The equivalent. The big gun, like. You're a legend. Yeah. It was about 3.30 or something. So like he that. got a three three twenty, essentially back in no, no, your he, day. He probably got 3.40. So. <laughs> okay. And so what, what did you actually study in school? Math, science, physics, chemistry. Oh, sorry, in um, uni? Same. But well, wait, don't you do it like a degree or something or no? How does uni yeah. work? Yeah. Yeah, it's a science degree. Okay. Yeah. 
Which, and what's, what was the actual – was that a dumb question on my behalf? <laughs> no, no, it was a great question. I'm just trying to avoid having to say I dropped out after a term. <laughs> no, everyone dropped no, out. Not, yeah. <laughs> the smartest people in the room drop out on the first one. So um, you realised it wasn't for you. Did you – like was it uh, free uni back then? Yeah. But I was, I was cut because I had to pay – I think it was a hundred and – $80 for the year <laughs> union fees. I was like, this is ridiculous. Education's supposed to be free. And so and that um, was it. And so is it easy because you weren't paying, was it pretty easy to drop out? It's always hard to drop out when you're part of that system where your parents come from working class, mm. Glasgow Commission, and they do everything in their powers to get you to a private school, mm. work their guts out and get you a to a point where they think they – and then you, you go to uni but you're part of that program, that sort of, I suppose, less informed program that yeah. doesn't really cover the arts and mm-hmm. creativity. But it just keeps you going through maths and science and then you get to uni, you term in and go, what the fuck? Yeah, what's yeah. this for? What, you've had such a good time when, after when, HSC that your brain can't even function anyway. Yeah. Well, you, so when did the um, entrepreneurial, you know, the, the business mind of you come – to the forefront, I reckon I went to I went and studied fashion design. Of course, you fucking did. This guy. Why? Why? How does that even happen? <laughs> Was it like a dating technique? <laughs> I'm not. I, a little bit unsure about what. Oh, this is getting loose now. Yeah. Derek's picking up his. Um, no, oh, he's taking it. a bit. No, I get it. That's a good. It. It's actually a better idea breaking yeah. it down like that. Yeah. The problem is that as the guest, you talk the most, so mm. it's going to be. Uh, yeah, just 97 preparing. can come in. I thought giving a few visuals. Yeah, that's no, good. Um, I don't know why. I, I started making my own clothes. I think when I was working at the disco, mm-hmm. I started and I went into the city and there was an ancient, it was called the Job Warehouse and there was, a, there was an ancient warehouse somewhere at the top of maybe Burke Street mm-hmm. and it was literally just dusty old warehouse with old rolls of fabric. It was amazing. It's like a And all the fashion spotlight. people would go there and – yeah, it was like a spotlight from the 1950s that mm. had just frozen in time. Real dusty. It was, yeah, it was all dusty. And, and not I, there anymore? And I used to go in there because you couldn't get a Hawaiian shirt. That's what happened. <laughs> you couldn't get a Hawaiian shirt in the 80s because it was, wasn't allowed. What do you mean? Well, it was just totally not allowed because it was only from the decade before. So it was like, fuck that right off. You couldn't wear brown. <laughs> What do you mean? There was no brown in the 80s. I've, I've no missed, I've missed a whole history what's the, what's the equi- What's the equivalent of a fashion trend now that would is relatable to the young the young kids in the room, Mr 97? There's things you can't do. Like you guys went through, probably went through a period where you couldn't wear a flannel for a few years. Yeah, flannels have definitely gone out. As a response out, to the 90s grunge thing and that would mm. come. Crosby come shoes, like those Crocs. Crocs. Crocs, Crocs are probably, probably the big one, one. But they... Yeah. Popular and then they go out and then they actually come back in based on how unpopular they are yeah, and the pushback it. that you know hipsters have. So you're you're at you're a fashionista now. But you're trying to find a you're trying to find a Hawaiian shirt. Couldn't find couldn't, one. You couldn't get a Hawaiian shirt in, in Melbourne 19, in 1984 in Melbourne. Fluoro would hit really hard. There was no Hawaiian. This is the start of some sort of film, don't you think? Fluoro had been invented. It had been invented. Pretty much in what eighty two or something. This is a great story to go alongside Shergsshirts dot com. It's sort of like <laughs> what product are you going to sell? Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I was in Job Warehouse and I found some old originale Hawaiian shirt fabric, and then I went, well, I better go and get the trading post out and get a sewing machine. And mm. That was it. So I just made some Hawaiian shirts. 
I love and then that. I made some jackets and some pants and then I spoke to my old art teacher. I said, I really like this. And she said, I did fashion at RMIT. You should do it too. And I said, all right, I freaking will. <laughs> I said, how do I get in? And she said, you know, you just go along with s- some drawings and take all the clothes you've made and have a chat. I'm going, all right. So I signed up. And that year, this, was, this would have to be 86 by now, mm-hmm. and that was the year that RMIT fashion became – a degree, really, like so you much more serious business. So they just go, "Who is this weirdo with his really badly made clothes? S- still and in no fo- no folio whatsoever, <laughs> not even HSC." So did you even? How far along did you get no, that? They told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Blues Brothers do- suit that you still had on? <laughs> I was just so unfashionable. I still am. But I just had no eye for it whatsoever, and so I I, I did get in. I got into Geelong mm-hmm. Gordon Institute for fashion. For fashion, yeah, and so I went yeah, and studied I fashion that year. And you and you success? Did you do it? Did you I finish it? Fi- no, I didn't finish it. But I, as I was doing it, and this is where the the answer to the question from way back then. <laughs> what was the question? I can't remember. <laughs> when he's got it, I asked. When I asked that art teacher what they like to see, she said they really like it if you screen print your own fabric. Mm. She was talking about 20 years earlier, you know what I mean? It was like, screen so print I, your own fabric. So, so I went and got a screen printing material and actually mm. made my own frame with a pocket knife mm. and stretched it with a staple gun and, scre- and cut out a thing and screen printed some stuff. And I got into that so much that halfway through the, the fa- fashion course I just started a screen printing business. Amazing. You know who else had a screen printing business? Who? Craig Harper. Really? Legit had a big machine running like full operation. Yeah, I had a shit one in the backyard. <laughs> what were the sort of designs that you were doing in the screen printing? It was just whatever people wanted. Yeah. You know, used like fitness clubs, quite a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, people got onto me and I just printed their fitness clubs. So this is your first stuff. business? That was it. Late 80s? Yep. Or mid 80s? Yep. What's the investment Late back 80s. then in a screen print printer? Fuck all. I think my 21st. Birthday present. That, that's an official amount. <laughs> 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 well, I was just doing it brutally, yeah. not very cleverly. So you were just using but a fucking stencil. But I got a carousel. And a, oh, you had the carousel. How many T-shirts? Four, four colour carousel. I got it as a 21st present from my parents. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then I was off and racy. But I did a different thing. I used to screen print black and white onto a T-shirt and then airbrush some colours oh, on. That's, they always, that's the 80s thing. The Hot Rod show... At um, what's what's the what's the centre just there? The one that's close by on Nicholson, Geelong. No, sorry, yeah, Nicholson Street. You mm. meant to fit when I do the that. Museum, uh, uh, the museum. Uh, uh, you meant to Is finish my sentence. Yeah, well, oh, I only finish if I know. Where's the convention that like the hot rod show the exhibition buildings? Yeah, thank you. They, I would that's always not on Nicholson Street. Is it? That's on the other side of the city. It's no, there's no, two. That's why I get confused. Uh, Jeff Shed, which is no, 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 the, no not, not Jeff Shed. What's the one? I'm the Royal Exhibition. Exhibition IMAX. Building. Where IMAX is? Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. There's like an old school one. Anyway, they um, they would always with the hot rod with the hot rod show. They mm. would do um, the airbrushing onto hats, so you could get sick hats. With the whole like, uh, how sick were they though? <laughs> well, they got real crusty, repulsive. Well, because they had, they would do so many different colours. Did you ever airbrush onto anything else? Yeah, that's okay. I met a girlfriend doing it. She mm. came up, and said, "Oh, could you do an Astro Boy?" What does that, that mean? Was, that was with Astro Boy. It was a cartoon. Yeah, I know an Astro a girl boy. who had a tattoo of an Astro Boy. What was her name? This could be interesting. Sammy. 
No, no, no. <laughs> that would have been funny. She was a lot younger. I, I thought yeah, Astro yeah, Boy was like late 90s. But it's more recent, no, isn't no, no, it? No, way back. Astro Boy is probably from the 60s. Really? Mr. 97 yeah, is think thinking, so. what the fuck is Astro Boy? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Astro Boy, yeah. No, he, he had big hair, didn't he? No, he had a weird kind of sp- look like Sonic. Looked like yeah. a helmet. Yeah. yeah. He was plastic. Anyway. And so the T-shirt, the T-shirt thing, how long did you last doing and that? And I ended up sitting at the Croydon Market airbrushing, uh, you know, 80s iconography like cocktails and makeup yeah. and stuff onto T-shirts live for people. <laughs> That's so much. So and w- these, this thing, are you thinking this is – what I'm ta- – like was there a serious nature about no. this attempt for the business? No. That's what I'm getting. I don't want to say s- it for you but no. I see – I feel like the things Josh and I do – Just getting enough money to survive. We fucking take things so seriously. Yeah. Like think about all the business. I'm like, this is it. This is me for the next 10 this is. Yeah. I mean, it gets more serious as we go. This like is probably the big, most intense venture that we're committing to. Derek feels like it's more of the school of the star- starving artist. Do you think like there's something in that which is <laughs> in the the creative pursuit that like I think about um, what we do, and even though with podcasting we don't make any money, I was speaking to a dancer a few years ago, and she was sort of like um, she did like African style dancing or whatever, and she was saying how like how hard it is being an artist and she was sort of referring mm. to me as like, oh, you know, you must understand how hard it is. I'm like, actually, I was thinking in my head, as someone who does video production, you can make okay money. Is there an appeal to this, the starving artist or, you know? Yeah. The, it's more pure. You don't have to deal with as many clients. I mean, my thought, I've always looked at it and thought there's also like a, a lack of – um, dedication or commitment or mm. a, there's a commitment issue within sort of giving it everything. It's like it's always just ready for plan B or just like oh, I can go and do that if it doesn't work out. How do you feel about it, Derek, now that Tommy slammed you? <laughs> no, I just remind – by the time I was 30, then I had a, f- a sculpting business mm. that had three staff. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Bolin! <laughs> <laughs> no, but so it wasn't your thing. Yeah, so so no, it wasn't my thing. I was just surviving. I was mm. like, you know, having a good time, probably too much of a good time, and you're just doing things that have, were avoiding getting a job, yeah. proper job. Well, so it's look at it. It's like how many people are the, the not the starving artists, but the ones that aren't taking that seriously, they're doing okay. Yep. And there's in a less, 20s, less like of intensity about it. You've got to be able to do that in your 20s, yeah. right? Like Jules talks about that a lot. Just do free work, do shit that you want to do because yeah. – when you're in your 30s, that's when you start getting mortgages and yeah. having kids and having to worry about all that sort of shit. Yeah. yeah. You might. So you, so, you got three, <laughs> so you got three kids. I mean, you got three staff, which are pretty much kids. Uh, so what? So that, was that your next venture? Yeah. That, so what did I do? I just – doing the screen printing and then I fucked off and lived in England. Did you Le- take the screen printing shit with you? <laughs> no, 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 no. He left But the I whole got in a bit of a position because I was – you know, a <laughs> bit of a position. Once you're once you're in a different country, you can say whatever you are. It doesn't really matter, yeah. especially if it requires equipment. So what were you? Fake it to you. I, I was an airbrush artist, right? <laughs> but I was I was living with the, these Northern Irishmen in North London, and and they all went for a week of these crazy walks with this stray Alsatian. Alsatian What's it called? Dog. I don't know. Alsatian. Alsatian dog. Yeah, you got German it right. Shepherd. So we went. Uh, on these crazy walks, and one day this Irishman he he pops us into this weird building. You know, it was it was like a church or something. You know what it was? It was a fucking biker clubhouse. Oh, oh yeah. Why do you say oh yeah oh, like yeah. that? Well, stripper poles, drugs. 
It was all like of Tommy's like, favourite things. Because I was a hippie. G'day, guys. It's Tommy's favourite things today. We're talking about bikey clubs, <laughs> stripper poles. Jeez, you're getting a bit Jeff Jowett from 1998. Dude, let's it's go. What happens there? That's what happens. You know it. What was there? What was inside? Well, that was just like he said. I <laughs> <laughs> got it right. I've actually seen it from movies. I've never they didn't been have to a the bikey club. They didn't have the poles. No poles. I think they brought their so own. So then they had the drugs. They brought their own poles. But I don't remember that much about it. I was just like, you know, you've got this internal dialogue going, just be careful. Mm-hmm. Don't be Josh. Yeah, dobbing loose on, lips. Dobbing on the news. Yeah, don't be a narc. <laughs> wait, so you, they, can, I, can I just pick Can I just say something? Yeah. Narc, mm-hmm. I believe, comes from a, a narcotics agent. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a policeman is a narc. So when people groups of that's bad why I was guys, confused you know, when you said it. Oh, are you a narc? To a normal person, they're saying, "Are you an undercover cop?" Mm-hmm. So a narc, a dibber dobber. I don't think it's right. So do you think a dibber dobber is different to a narc? I think a narc sounds better because it sounds like well, a narc is a policeman. Narc is short you can't for be narcotics. A narc unless you're a hot undergrub, undercover, okay. you're cop. a narc. Yeah, but it's relating to drugs. That's why I was like, he's not outing drug drug offences. Rat's mm. pretty. I reckon rat. But yeah, yeah, well, I'll settle for a rat. Rat might be. I'll sort take of rat for someone Josh. who was. <laughs> I called him a rat dog once. Oh, rat dog. That's totally you're a fucking, you're a fucking rat. rat dog. Because what happened? You did something. No, it annoyed me. It was just this. Oh, nah. You're wanting me to touch your fucking uh, arm that had like um, skin peeling off from sunburn. You're oh, like, that was nah, a long look, time I'm ago. like, you're a rat dog. I do remember that now. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting, mate. So, so you're in the bikey, you're in the bikey clubhouse. <laughs> yes, and so I get introduced to these guys, and they're just like how you'd imagine London bikers to be like. Mm. So is it skinhead London vibe accents on bikers? Was it skinhead different vibe? Like, is this because I know like London uh, over in the where were the where were the skinheads from? Wow. That was. Can we just point England. out one thing? England. I'm so fucking close to Derek, and. Mr. 97 always has a go at me about that I'm always edging off the screen. Look you how are. close I am. <laughs> I'm, but how can I get any close? Like, it feels like I'm very close, doesn't it? You could, Desmond, not, not to me. So it's, how it's could nice. I get any closer? That's what I'm Move wondering. Move your bum. So we, rather than have your bum just spread it across, does put a that, cheek. Does that feel better? That's better. That's yeah. much does better. Does that feel better to you as yeah, well? That feels okay. Yeah, We're professionals. If our legs are touching, yeah, it's no one good. knows. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so skinheads. They're not skinheads. They're not skinheads. They're just rough. Bikers okay, yeah, whatever, yeah. right? So they said, what do you do, mate? And I said, oh, I'm an airbrush artist. <laughs> oh, you, you beauty. And, and I'm going, oh, what? He goes, <laughs> you got to do our tanks, mate, you know, like flames oh, no. and shit. Oh, and our, no. On the bike. Do our whole club and put our club thing on the b- I'd never done it. <laughs> any of that shit ever before. I just used fabric ink and just bullshit <laughs> on like brutally. Uh, nah, mate, all my gear's in Melbourne. We'll pay for it, mate. We'll pay for it. I'm going, get me fucking out of here. I don't know how I wriggled out. I just went, yeah, look, I'll look into it. And uh, What was, was the plan? Ready, I was ready to say that my parents had sold everything. When you went to London, what was the actual plan? I'd never planned. There was no plan. <laughs> so you got it, You were on a uh, – what sort of passport do you got? Because your parents – Yeah, I've, I've got an EU passport uh-huh. and, a, and an Australian passport. So you just rocked I was born up. in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So – I did have a plan. My official reason, because if you say you don't have an official reason, everyone gives you the mm. hard time. Yeah. Uh, find Bjork. Find Bjork. Yeah. I just find the artist in. Bjork. Yeah, I just wanted to run into her. That was like, did everyone you find kept her? hassling me for a reason and I told him that. Did you find her? 
I thought I did one time, but I was. You were pretty late pissed. one night. <laughs> what, 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 year was it? what year was it? 93. 93. Because mm. I, I was watching the Queen docu- uh, film, uh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Live Aid happened in, was it like 91 or something? Does that sound about right or was it there? doesn't sound right Aid. at all. Okay. When was Live Aid? <laughs> I, I thought I was working in the disco. It could have been. It could have been the 80s. Can you look up when Live Aid was on, please, 97? And so how long did you spend in the UK? You're meant to be there Maybe for a year. one and a half years, okay. something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. And so was 85. it eighty five? Eighty five. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I was when I was at the disco. And so I think ninety one was when Freddie Mercury died. Maybe. Mm. Um, so what was the the actual living arrangements when you were in London? What happened? Flew in my ex girlfriend who'd been there already for a period of time. Qantas. Like she was an expert. No. Who? Qantas. Ferals, what are we, Olympic or something? Olympic, okay. Yeah. Oh, Qantas was too posh for the likes of me. How yeah. did your parents get out here, just by the way? Qantas. Oh, they really? F- they flew. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We did. We did. Yeah. I had some um, Scottish clients. I wet my pants on the plane. Did you? You <laughs> yeah. remember it? Just oh, you don't forget that. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> don't forget that. I had some Scottish PT clients, <clears throat> took, got the boat here, took like four weeks. Can you actually do that nowadays? Uh, it's a luxury. It'd be, yeah, there'd be less like, hey, just jump on a boat. You'll be in Scotland in three, three, four weeks. But like cruise liners, could I go on a cruise Something to go like to Europe? There's specific ones that go from here to Sydney to New Zealand, I think. Yeah, then, but I'm thinking maybe like from there, New Zealand, know. yeah, I get, and maybe like Vanuatu and all that sort yeah. of Polynesian Did islands. You, yeah, or there's European cruises. But I wonder going the other way. Do they have cruise liners out in the, those rough Cold That's what I was wondering. Rations. Like the big fuck off, massive. Like I'm sure. Well, 97's looking it up. I think. Yeah. Can you book um, one in? You can sail from Sydney to London. Really sick. Yeah. That'd be sick to do the Is podcast. Like a, Imagine how that. much? How much? What do you reckon? Uh, well, let's guess. Dates and pricing. Oh, can I guess? Eight thousand. It's, it's through Six. like Asia and stuff, and you. Okay, so it's a lot of hopping around. Long time. So it takes yeah. Us yeah. Well, eight, what were you guessing? Eight thousand. Eleven and a half thousand dollar package gets you accommodation, food. Including alcohol? Yes. Oh, no, not including alcohol. They have alcohol. to give you that. What if you get on and you haven't got your wallet? Yeah. Uh, you four months and you can't eat. <laughs> no, no you got to fish into – a lot of them are pre-purchase using credit card. You have this thing. And Surely it's not fucking four – how long do we think it's going to take? Oh, it's, it's minimum three weeks. I reckon it will take uh, 25 days. Okay. What do you think? Twenty. Derek? I said 21, basically. 20 what did I say? 25. Hopping around Asia, I'm saying – 30 days, 32 days, and I'm going to up it to 15 grand. Okay. <laughs> 39 grand. Oh! $39,000. <laughs> starting, starting at $39,000. That's 000. a shitty room downstairs too. That yeah. is not a 10-pound pom. And it's from Feb 11th to May 2nd. Feb? It's like February, three March, months. April, Jeez, May. Far out. Oh, well, that's three fair months. enough then. Yeah, that's, three yeah, that's silly. Three and a bit months. That's actually a bit silly. That's a silly trip, <laughs> isn't it? Sillycruise.com. But some people, some people like are really into cruises. They're going to yeah. die on a ship, so they just go from one thing to another. They've got morgues on ships, I heard, like mm. a freeze room where you can put the body in. Just Keep, heard that. Yeah, keep them with the frozen cheesecakes. <laughs> so anyway, the, so you, you arrived, your girlfriend was in England. No, my ex-girlfriend was ex-girlfriend. there. She met me in the airport and then we uh, – Cruise a lot. She took me to the pub where she worked. She, and then that night, she I still didn't have any digs. I had nowhere to stay. Uh-huh. Mm. Is she Australian? She's Australian by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So we went to we went to a pub called Molly Malone's in a little tiny suburb called Newington Green, which was like Stoke Newington, mm-hmm. northern suburbs, kind of a bit sort of not rough, yeah, maybe rough, mixed, a mixed suburb. Yeah, I do like the little suburb names in London. Yeah, yeah, and yeah surrounding. Yeah. Nice. So we went there and just got absolutely fucking hammered. <laughs> Dude, how good are the pubs in UK? Oh. Like London, I went to this pub that was. 200 years old or something fucking ridiculous like this. You walk into the pub, you have to duck. I mm. had to duck six foot two. I'm ducking because it's probably about a under six foot door frame and it's got a leather cushion on this, oh, the top so of the door frame. So it's him. like that was the legit size of people back yeah, then yeah. or that's what they built them like. Yeah, There's some places in Tasmania that are like that, not that old. Mm. But Tassie has some – like I stayed in some places that were like ex-jails or whatever. Really? You go in, it's really, really oh. cool. I wonder if that height thing is not so much. I don't know how quickly we can evolve into of being a foot taller. I don't to think do it's been heating. pretty quick. Like if you've got a little fire and you've got to burn three logs mm. of wood, you can heat a low ceiling. Wouldn't you think just the posh people had high ceilings? Because I mean, logic is, is is a thing that humans possess. Is it? Wouldn't you just think to make a door frame? Who's the tallest guy around? Let's get it probably about that. That's why I think it's a heating thing to just you keep the heat in. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like you it's know possible. that as a fact. No, made it up just then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so you, you got plastered, you stayed at the ex-girlfriend that night? No. The, I, the, the publican, we became like best pals immediately. Yeah. Gabby, his name was. And th- what was weird is they closed the pub at 11. I'm going, oh, what are we going to do now? I better go and find a hostel sort of thing. They're going, what are you talking about? The night is young. And they pull the blinds down and just... Just it's a lock in. Carry on till five in the morning. It's a lock in. The only difference between officially open and locked in is when you're locked in, everyone just starts rolling joints. Is locked oh, in yeah. an actual official? Oh, term? it's an official term in in the sort of what is it the um, um, pub culture? A, yeah, pub culture. But um, what do you call it? Fucking the the name hospitality. Yeah, it's the one. My mate had a my mate's got a pizza bar. And they do lock-ins. Where it's really? Like a bunch of pubs You do. can't leave. So, no, it's licensing stuff, it's right? It's like so the night at the fucking li- museum, isn't they're it? They're licensed to a certain time and then they close the doors and yeah. just keep drinking the alcohol. It's so just it's a way. Not, they, they, mm. it's, it's not technically legal. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not a danger. Mm. And that licensing, if, you, if you're clearly just having your friends around. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's the owner with their friends. But in the UK beers. it's just rampant a because they loose. closed at 11, which is yeah. nuts. Did you guys ever uh, do a sleepover at your primary school? <laughs> I remember they were happening. I don't think I did, though. Had a few quiet snoozes, but not a sleepover. No, they actually, we had a sleepover. I just, that night at the museum idea or being oh, locked yeah. in, I remember that was like the first, I'm sure the first sleepover I ever went on. All you would hear is just... Josh on his walkie-talkie. It's definitely got walkie-talkie vibes. We did that kind of shit at a a school camp. More school camp vibe. Everyone Mm. in this big room Mm. sleeping, just trying to stay up late. Derek, where where were the uh, school camps that you went on? I remember being in a a wagon. Like Sovereign Hill style? No, He's not that old, bro. <laughs> but as in Sovereign Hill, like actually. Sovereign Hill, real time. Yeah, the Gold Rush. <laughs> Are you referring to the Gold Rush? We, no, there was one school camp. I don't know mm. if it's still there. I think it was on Phillip Island. And there was a. Like a lot a, of camps in And there was like these yeah. big wagon, fake wagons. So you they like had horse. bunks in them. Mm-hmm. So you slept in a wagon. Were you, did you enjoy I didn't this? go to summers. I don't know why. 
We did. What do you mean, Summers? What, summers. Summers is the is the main camp down on the peninsula. Oh, Summers the it's a, it's called a suburb Sum- called Summers. Yeah, down on the peninsula yeah. at the beach, and there's a camp there that nearly everyone goes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summers no, never, camp. Never yeah. went to that. Never went to it. It must be specific schools. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember it being a, a good time, or were, were you sort of traumatized by the idea of going on school camp? Yeah, that was a bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a. I didn't like it because I had asthma and stuff, and mm. and suddenly the notion of what if I wet the bed just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, you pissed like, your pants on the way here. So. <laughs> well, I was sick. I was six years old. Scarred. Oh, you mean on the way up here. <laughs> the stairs. Have you seen those stairs? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I had a great time on camp. I was pretty mm. normal. And so coming when you're six I had my years first old, passion on a camp. You, see, you only bring up this now. What? What? Just remembered. I forgot about high school camps. When they was the last good. time you actually thought about this shit? Uh, I thought I thought more about like childhood being around this bloke than I ever have. I love Just, nostalgia. It was some of his best times. It was some of my worst times. I think it's like yeah, we've spoken about that. As mm. I've got older, it's like I've taken control more so of what I've wanted to do and the fun I've had. But this guy. He peaked at fucking grade six. I won the Red Faces competition at school camp. Oh, not not Red Faces oh, as in yeah. Red Simons, but no, I did a, a I did a fat pa- bastard impersonation. <laughs> I'd pay you that. That would be <clears> funny. I actually remember exactly what I said. Who's I fat bastard? Fat from bastard. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. You know. Oh, eat the it's, baby. It's yeah. Eat it's Mike Myers just yeah, in yeah. a fat suit, so and he's. Faces. Mm. Yeah, I know the. Guy. It was Steve Irwin and Fat Bastard. I did both of them, and all I said, I couldn't believe the energy. Like, is it the teachers? I think were laughing at the outrageousness of the whole thing because actually, going back the very first Red Faces, like school camp for me became because I went in grade three for a grade four camp. They were doing like needed to make up numbers, so some of the grade threes, and so. I'd heard, mum must have told me, like, they do red faces, so you better prepare. And so I brought two tennis balls, a dress, and I got dressed up as a Spice Girl and did, um, so tell me what you want, what you really, really want, and, <laughs> and all that sort of thing. Anyway, so I did that, but then when I was in high school, it was the big, the big thing of doing the impersonations. And what I did was, it was very short. The fat bastard impersonation was this. <clears throat> Get in my belly, I'm gonna eat you. I got a bit of corn in my clap. And then they all laughed. And then the second one was... It was timely. The movie was probably just out. It only just came out. Yeah. But I think it was maybe the outrageousness of the whole thing and that I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe made it funny. I won't even do the Steve Irwin one based on that reaction. And based on poor bastard not with us. What do you mean? Steve, oh, Steve Irwin. I thought you meant fat bastard. I'm like, my mind is still around. <laughs> I um, think. Did you release something? Like you were, you you weren't skinny then, were you? No, I was chubby. Were you, chubby were, you were officially chubby? Or yes, yes, yes. Chubby? No, I was a fat kid who made fat jokes. All so the did time. they? So they did that? Did that release them to have a bit of a laugh at something? Like, did maybe. it give the audience a bit of? Yeah, release? maybe. I was probably a little fat kid. I, I was always front footing the fat thing. Mm. Always saying like. Like, hey, look how quickly I could eat this Sunday. <laughs> I mean, we did it today with your yeah. sandwich, but you just whereas I'm a dainty anymore. sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you accidentally f- ate a fucking curry before. <laughs> Do I have to remind? And you've you been right. doing most of the talking. <laughs> so you, so you've left London. You're back in Australia. Then what? God, yeah. Oh, 
What, what career we I want to find out more about the ma- making out in at the camp. Oh, really? Just real quick. Yeah, right. If it's not weird. He wants to hear about you as a four-year-old, four-year four. Just How old? No, he was in high school. Awkward form, pash. Yeah. Form four. Form four. Yeah. So is, it gr- is that grade four or is that yeah, okay. no. different? Different. Form four. No, I don't, can you swings, actually explain? Girl, Mandy, I had a crush on her for ages and then we had a pash. On and the I was swings. Just sho- I was shocking. You look back now and you go, why? Why would you do that? What did you well, do? You know, like. <laughs> just, kind of just flat out, just hell for leather. Like hell for leather. We both <laughs> just sat back and laughed because we were both oh, did the same thing. Oh, did you really laugh about it afterwards? We both did, yeah. We used to do like. It was ridiculous. <laughs> there was it wasn't like the movies at all. It never is for the first ones. There's a, we used to put on a timer to see. It was like with, you know, kissing a girl. I was like putting on a timer. All right, let's, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Really? Then we'd be timing yeah. out how long we can go for. Yep. That's a good little trick. I remember that blue light disco. I mean, Mr. 97's face, he's shook. <laughs> Can you believe that? You, have, we you done that? have you done that, Mr. 97? No. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. It's cooked. Timer. Well, no, it was great. Six, bro. <laughs> yeah. Timer at his next day. Timer at the next day. Yeah. We get him a little analog clock. It won't be <laughs> sus at all. Put it around his neck with little instructions on the back. No, but the, um, I mean, the pashing thing, the first time I ever pashed someone, her name was Catherine. And her mum actually worked at uh, Mars, and uh, so he, so you were. It was a total inside job. Well, you were, no, it was <laughs> getting through to the parents. No, it was actually it was it so was she was fly in fly out. Yeah, Mars is a long way. <laughs> no, no, it's very oh, good. Sorry. Well done, Dad. Um, the <laughs> no, what it actually was was um, I remember it was the first time I ever had Mars bar because we it was a interact like it it was a what's it called interact not interaction transaction transaction. Mm. Uh, she gave me some Mars bar and we kissed. Like it was, I was sort of a, I hoard myself. bribery. Yeah, no, it was, I was whoring myself out in prep. She, so she wanted to kiss. She wanted to kiss me. She was sort of seen as her and I, like I hadn't sort of put on a bunch of weight at that point, but she was sort of seen as the sort of stockier one of the group. Ah, okay, yeah. And, and so, so you, did you get a bit of tongue in? Yeah, absolutely. Like it was a full patch. In what grade? Yeah, prep. Oh, but at that point it's. Weird. It's pretty young. Can you imagine um, no. young son oh. Tom, your son? You can't do that with the headphones. He, no, I know. Derek just pushed the headphones <laughs> in just to hear. I wanted to hear more. Tom. <laughs> how old your, how is your son? He's 11. Seven, 11. 11. The yeah. daughter's nine. Has he had a pass yet? No. You don't what talk. do you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just pushing. It's my job to say no like that. To God, say it's out rolls. What I'd done at 11. What, what had you done at 11? Shit. What grade are you? That's like... Year seven, grade, six, year six. Grade five. Grade, grade five. five. Yeah. I smoked weed for the first time in grade five. I don't know. Isn't scared. that bad? Yeah. Who gave <coughs> it to you? Found it in a um, friend's dad's drawer. Everything you found in your friend's parents' place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some things we won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, yeah. that was a warning if you didn't realise. My it. brother, <laughs> this is nostalgia stories. My brother came home and he pulls out of his bag, shows mum, mum, look at this. Wendy gave it to me. A dildo. Oh, no. Wendy had taken it from her parents' drawer and given it to my brother at school, and then he'd t- take it home because he thought it was funny. It was a oh, dick. That's so. That and it was a. <laughs> so he folded it. <laughs> Mum took it, threw it straight in the bin. Really? Did she contact what? Wendy's parents? <laughs> I don't know. You think you would? I don't no, know. I'd be too it. awkward. I'd you be would. like, not going there. So, Derek, what did you actually do? So you had your night at the pub, and then. The, the, 
then he said, oh, look, you're, wel- you're, you're welcome to stay upstairs, but you've got to share a room with a stray Alsatian dog. Mm-hmm. But just be careful because there's a few words that make him go mental because I think he might have been a, an attack dog. Yeah. Spam. Spam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just hated what That's was my trigger. <laughs> no, not his. <laughs> so, so I got – yeah, I stayed there. Was that, was that serious? Did he really say that? He said about the trigger words? Yeah, yeah. I never make shit up on podcasts. <laughs> serious? So, that, was, that was so serious. So I stayed in there, and I stayed in there for a long time, up in that room, and the wallpaper. I even saw some ghosts. Like days? No, months. Months. Yeah, yeah probably. Oh, so he could just six months. Or so I lived there with him. Yeah, it's the station. What did yeah, you actually have some to crazy do? shit happen in that place? Like, do you know Daniel Day Lewis? No, no, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, right. So he was in the a film called The Name of the Father. Yeah, which was about a. Uh, one of the I- Northern Irishmen that was in prison and stuff like that. Mm. So they had the opening of that movie. And because it was an Irish pub, it was a bit of iconic, like the band called The Pogues used to come and drink there and stuff like that. So it was kind of the iconic back blocks secret place for renowned Irish people to mm. go to. Mm. And I was out partying, doing young folk things. And when I got back, they said, oh, you should have been here. They were all here. Like they had the after party for the opening of that film oh. in the pub and then when they did the lock-in, because no one wanted to leave, like it was jam-packed, yeah. they had to lock it in and they said, oh, we're going now. And Daniel Day-Lewis and the Irish guy who it was about were both hiding in my room, just trampling my backpack and my Walkman, <laughs> right, just standing there hiding, drinking a pint, dribbling beer on my stuff. And while while they got everyone out of the pub, so they could go back down. So there you go. Another That's lock-in. the weirdest name drop you'll hear. Yeah, and it, and you didn't even Daniel Day dribbled beer on my sleeping bag. Yeah, that's a good one. You um, most recently d- did worked on scooters, and now you've shifted into podcasting. Yep. How? When did you actually think that podcasting was going to be a thing that you'd do? January. <laughs> well, no, you've you've been you've you've had it on your radar. Gen- you've, been, you've had it. You you were, when did you start listening to the Daily Talk Show? First fifty apps, January, January. twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, oh, as in like last year. It was pretty fresh. Mm. Yep. And you, I remember at the time, Tommy said, "Oh man, there's this cool dude up the road who's doing this vinyl thing on Instagram." And I started following. And at that time, you had the Aussie Vinyl Show. It was just you mm. on Instagram recording bits of you playing uh, old vinyls and talking. Yeah. Talking shit. It's, it's weird. It's like the foundations of the building that is my podcasting career or whatever yeah. Yeah. are still just a little muddy patch and that is the Aussie Vinyl Show. Yeah. And all around it is like a ring-shaped uh, building. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. growing around. I haven't yeah. done that podcast yet yeah. but I've done – Three others and I produce mm-hmm. others and do mm-hmm. all sorts of other stuff. So it's great. I'm loving it. But it was January mm-hmm. when I was on holidays and and I was started um, recording some of the true crimers and stuff like that in the yeah. studio that it sort of started to get a bit of traction and the whole notion. Mm-hmm. Now I do a few corporates and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's good. I've got enough uh, hope to back out. It's hard to go from a business where you anytime you want you can get 100 bucks an hour. Yeah. Back to where you've got to deal with people going, you know, 
giving you 40 bucks and going, mm-hmm. oh, my guests uh, just cancelled and all this yeah. sort of shit. Jeez. So my time management has completely changed. Mm. It's a whole different world. You've pushed back on uh, a couple of times when we've called you Scooter Derek. Yeah. Well, because well, the rebrand, I get it. You, you've been the character Scooter Derek on our show. Is it, is, do we need to make a change? Is there something that we can do that assists the rebrand in the direction that you want? I think Scooter Derek's strong. Who was it? You had one of your guests in the early days sort of pushed back a little bit on the branding. You were talking about rebranding, something mm-hmm. to do with Josh's hat. Was it Ryan John? It might have uh, been Ryan. Early, been Ryan. Some early days. days with the hats. The hats was – I haven't worn a hat since 2000 and <laughs> early 2018. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. So I'm pretty it. sure – I'm pretty sure it was a type of hats. they were talking about Snap what rebranding back. meant. Mm. Like, and I don't think I rebrand at all. Sure. Ever. Are you fucking kidding Still me? You've had like 40 jobs. Hairy fuck, fat guy. No, that I, does I, different that's what I said at the start of the show. You've rebranded. I think your look is the same in terms so of your clothing rebrand. Calling me Scooter Derek is just locking me into the last eight years, which is a drop in the ocean. Mm. Yeah. So, so what I, do we I don't call know. you? I don't know. Not screen printing Derek or wrought <laughs> iron Derek or blacksmith Derek or hallkeeper Derek. Do you think there's some A lot of people call me Dirty Derek, but that doesn't really work in the long yeah, term. We have an well, how did Dirty Derek actually come about? Well, at my wedding, we were... It um, sounds filthy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So at my... <laughs> yeah, it is. At my, <laughs> at my wedding, we, um, all my friends were there and they just called me Dirty. Like it was just, that was my name. Why? Not, not even Dirty Derek, just Dirty. Dirty. I'll why? get to why, you have to okay. wait. But they all going up, <laughs> hey, hey, Dirty, come and get a photo. Or Dirty this, Dirty that. And my mum's going, Dirty... Why does everyone call you dirty? <laughs> and I said, oh, it's because I'm a blacksmith. It's just like the nickname came from wearing, oh, it's for just having black uh, black on my face. Mm. And that was the actual reason? No. Just a potty oh, mouth. That's just being a potty mouth. Uh, being dirty, jo- having dirty jokes. Okay. Being Did you feel, have you, because you're a pretty progressive guy now that we've seen the flow through of the Me Too movement and mm. feminism. It's interesting. Uh, how does where does dirty fit into? Well, exactly. All that? I mean, dirty. There's still a place for for being dirty, without being disrespectful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's. You sound so hot. I'm not right putting now. anyone down. <laughs> <laughs> there's a place for dirty. I, yeah, you know, with, with me, with me too. You do as best as you can yeah. when you're my age. Go through your memory mm. and just scour your memory for anything someone might one day. Say you mm-hmm. did right. I can't really come up with anything. Oh, I'm glad. This is not a call out but for so anyone. The, with any but ideas. what's the dirt? So the dirty bit is it's just like just smut, smutty. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe smutty. Maybe some good jokes uh-huh. that might have been dirty. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like dirty. Just like things. you were saying with Fat Fridays, Derek early days said, "Guys, I think that the Fat Fridays needs to be changed." What would you say? Friday feast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bit fucking soft. Call me yeah. stoic. But, Very um, soft. Uh, I just thought about – I was thinking about more about the branding than, than uh, you know, but you, calling people fat. Calling no. you dirty <laughs> from a branding isn't great either, is it? In the modern world, yeah. That, well, I'm not asking to be called that anymore, but so people still do. You're not going to be called Dirty Derek. You don't want to be called Scooter Derek. I don't is know. what I'm feeling. I'm vibing. Eric. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't want to be called, called Eric a few times today. <laughs> you don't Eric's want to be called Eric. That was a low blood sugar – Response from yeah. Josh. That's that was me that dropping the D. <laughs> Can I be 3D, Derek? 3D? No. no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Trademark. Podcast. Oh. Nah, 
Uh, no podcast in there. I think I Scooter Derek. I think I love Scooter Derek because the thing is, it's your the space that you've been in. What we've seen, we've seen it transform over time to yeah. having scooters out the front yeah, and all that sort of thing. It's I'm cool with it. I really, I'm mm-hmm. just uh, not, that, not that fussed. Yeah. So if there's a Derek in there, I'm branded up. Okay. How how serious are you taking this now? As in the the podcasting. And I think you well, say you the nickname. Feed a family. <laughs> I've got to feed a family. So mm. it's about as serious as yeah, that. Yeah, there we go. How many do I'm you need? I've got the spam ready for you today. <laughs> That's two days. No, but how, how does that, how do you, how do you sort of think through that one? I don't know. Well, I, my, I've just re completely restructured my workshop area and been a bit mm. more sensible. I've got a bit of, bit of a warehouse in Collingwood that I rent, but I've sublet it out. Mm. To take a lot of the pressure off, and that should allow me to be more creative. Like since starting the scooters, creativity just stopped mm. dead, and you don't realise it's gone. Do yeah. you do this every you time though? You do don't every you've had it till it's gone. Do you? Does it get to a point every time with every single thing that you do where you look back at it with contentment? No. So scooters was something that you don't. Before you went to scoot, before you were doing scooters, and say you were doing the steel work or whatever, do you say that fucking steel work was soul destroying? No, it wasn't. I was it was creative. I have people that I I can go around this suburb on, on a push bike, yeah. and see stop bragging hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of work that I've done still yeah. on the on the the Robbie Burns Hotel everywhere you, oh, everywhere cool. you go. So I'm really proud of that work, and it's creative. And you sit down with someone, you draw something. Um, Someone ums and ahs, they give you 10 grand, you build it, they go, it's beautiful. And then they send you an email, you know, a month later going, we just love that, just want to tell you. What's the pricing structure? That's pretty satisfying and with the scooters you don't get that. What's what's the pricing structure on steel? How would you – do you remember how you would actually cost it out? What was that? What What they they drive. drive. What they drive. (laughs) So if it's a good car. (laughs) Did you have any formula? How much – I'm guessing steel is expensive. Well, it was but it's probably a lot more now. Really, you just design it, and you, your mind, you, your your um. So you look at something, so that's about six grand. Mm. Your mind, yeah, your mind is calculating how long it's going to take mm. to do, but it is like the what they drive thing is a sort of a joke, but it's sort of true. Because mm. if someone like I did work for some pretty hardcore mansions, mm. and there's they expect it all to be, they expect you to spend an hour making that turn yeah. by hand yeah. in the. In, it's just, and it has to be this thick and all that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you do have to crank it up. So with wrought iron, you've got a nouveau riche pl- plumber's wife from Sunshine, mm. looking to try and save money by coming to you because you're the manufacturer. It's like uh, take yeah. a hike, lady. Yeah, yeah. No, you're the specialist. Exactly. The yeah. um, this morning we were having a we we're sketching out. We weren't getting you to do some wrought iron though, but we we're sketching out a, a bit of a floor plan at our new office that we may have. <laughs> Well, we announced we announced it on yesterday's show. Yeah, so we we still need to uh, fingers crossed have it across the line. But um, you said to us in terms of how much it is per year because it's a uh, well, I mean we're stretching to do it, but we're putting our chips on and we're taking a risk to do it. And you said we told you the number, and you're like, ah, that's just big boy rent. But I what I what I took from that was you're a guy who's who's taken punts. You've taken risk. You know, like you've had a space for 20 years on this street and now this street, the joint across the road, renting for 150 grand a year. Oh, it's horrifying. It's crazy, mm. but there's an element of risk in that. So I think you've probably lent into risk across your time and you've, you're still here. You're yeah. still on easy street. 
in terms of people like us starting business, what's the what's the what's the scooter Derek risk assessment that that you take? I've dropped a lot of I've dropped a lot of advice on people on this very topic over the mm-hmm. years, which is weird because I have just been like in the same place. Yeah. So well, I did move. I started down in Abbotsford. It's now Abbotsford Tools in a shop, just building things and sculpting and trying out my hand at craft and stuff like that. But yeah, when we moved into that building, it was a shitload. It was a shitload of money. Mm. We just, it was just so big. We didn't mm. know what to do. There was no walls. None of, none of the walls were in there, and we just got the trading post. Found a basketball ring. Went and got it from Oakley. Necessity. It, it seems like the first fucking thing we should do. Look over there, Derek. Yeah. What we need is something, and then there's a list of what we need for the office, and then there's priorities. And we just spent two. Yeah, we, we just don't spent actually two have days a basketball hoops. We, <laughs> we should get a yeah. small basketball ring. Yeah, for outside. Outside. Yeah, we garage. Get, no. Yeah, we could probably get one that we wheel out from the garage to play a bit of b-ball. But uh, ping pong table is you're good. You're actually quite good at ping pong. I'm surprised. So I think we should get some ping pong and really up our skills. I feel like that was your way of selling it. You know that I wouldn't say no to a ping pong Definitely. table. Definitely. exactly why. You're very you good at ping pong. You, so could, we need a you couldn't beat me at ping pong. Okay, we're getting a ping pong <laughs> table. They're, so that's a they're priority. A little bit, they're a little bit annoying. Time. But fuck, I didn't actually – 97, if you thought of a sporting um, piece of gear that we could have in the office, pool table. Pool table is too much because you level them. Air, air hockey's hockey. okay because it's pretty – you know, lightweight. Uh, uh, table ping pong. tennis. Ping pong. ping pong. It's ping pong. Let's do ping pong. Well, we, what what comes to mind? What do you think? Yeah, I reckon either ping pong or you could do like an indoor basketball hoop. Indoor basketball hoop? Just like a, a mini one that you can Earth. just like throw it across. Yeah, the like yeah. a little one with a soft like rubber ball yeah, would we be could fun. do both of those. And so you got your basketball ring from the tradie. We did that and we just spent a couple of days shooting hoops, smashed a window <laughs> and that window's still broken. Was this dad's to, got a bit of wood over was it, it. Was this calming the nerves of how much you're now paying yeah, per we month? Yeah, we were just scared and we were unprofessional. But that jump, look at the difference between I've seen so many people and this I call it the Johnson Street theory, right? <laughs> Why is it yes. called the Johnson Street theory? Well, I'll tell you because on Johnson Street you, you've got people that want to start up a business and they're going to throw 30 grand at the fit out on mm. plywood Whatever, right? Or on steel stuff. (laughs) Well, whatever, right? Spend all the money on fit out Mm. and then get the stock and then stand in there. Think about it. Standing there for two years, that's a a bunch of dough. Mm -hmm. All all, instead of getting in a a functioning walking walk past retail area. You're talking about minimum viable products right now. All to save money because they're nervous about that initial horrifying annual rent amount. Mm -hmm. Mm. Fuck it, just go and get what you need yeah. completely. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you dude. think that Johnson's. You don't believe Street, in your business, don't start it in the first place. So you're the opposite Love minimum that. viable product. It's like, no. Get the, get the whole fucking. Get space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just coined a, a new phrase. <laughs> right. All MVS. of a sudden, I can imagine him speaking at Google about it, going yeah. down the fucking um, slide there. Uh, you've got your podcast with Dan Lee. Mm. Um, what is it called now? You've had gone through about seven names, only oh. one approved by him. Hang on to your hat. Mm-hmm. It's called Hang on to Your Hat. It's a it's a fatherhood. We, we did a season of uh, What Now mm-hmm. last year, and we ended up talking about the same shit, and that's trying to be trying to be fathers, yeah. especially being old ones and the the harrowing uh, life of the father. Can you bring up so on your phone? We've, we've branded, and 
this this season we're taking a bit more seriously. We've mm-hmm. got some incredible guests coming up. Mm-hmm. It's it's bloody awesome because you started it with no real sort of direction. You actually got Dan on randomly. He's a mate, but then you just decided, fuck, this actually works. We're a good combo, and then you started, yeah. and now you've developed the the branding, the theme. Yeah. It's great. It's such a it's minimum viable product. Yeah, is what you did there, and it, so not minimum minimum viable space. <laughs> maximum viable. <laughs> maximum viable space. And so this you were playing this before. We'll yeah. play the. So this isn't yet to be finished, is it? No, oh, it is. No, there's an unreleased. This is so a let's play scoop. this because you were playing this for us before, and I'm like, can we play it on the show? And you sort of reluctantly said yes. We'll play it through, and then you can explain what it is. This is the new intro. This, yeah, this is this is going to be pretty close to what the intro is of mm. our new show. Hang on to Dad, your hat. Daddy, you're a naughty boy. These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not the blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and, well, the love, of course. <laughs> Derek Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. It's very Australiana, isn't I it? I love it. Dan Lee. Like that. There's something about, like... So fresh about hearing kids, you know, yeah. just like little happy kids. It's so nice. It's got like a very Aussie sounding. Like it's. I feel like we don't have that much Australiana, like, on uh, in media. Like I don't think yeah. I see hear many just fucking Australians talking. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. We did that. I mean, we did the vocals mm. for Dan. Dan, I got Dan to just. He wrote that in about a minute. Yeah. Well, he's a playwright. Isn't he's he? A, he's a playwright. A very good one. Maybe. So he wrote that. And said it just to give his wife, who's a musician, Missy Higgins, Missy Higgins, who I've Missy actually, <laughs> who I've covered uh, on our show, one Scar. of the most Australiana, yeah. you know, voices, yeah, Australian voices, unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Using using our, our own accent has always been mm. huge for me. I love it. Yeah. So is this new venture for Missy doing um, podcasting? This <laughs> 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 no. is ex- very exclusive, but. Yeah, so we sent him ho- we sent him home with this brutal kind of vocal, mm. and they they just came up with that today, and it came in the email. Oh, so I think we'll just use it as it is. It's yeah, that's I great. love it. Yeah. It sounds so good. I feel and that like mandolin. We'll probably might be able to roll that through. Yes, and then just the the talking. I just love the yeah. energy. It's mm. nice. And so, what's the format of the show? Right. Okay. So we'll be we'll be interviewing. Sorry, having conversations with. Yeah. Do you actually see that we're distinction? Really, yeah. Have you, big yeah. time. Dan's yeah. always. He's constantly uh, correcting himself and mm-hmm. me because I think it's important that we just take the interview word out of our yeah, vernacular. Mm. Uh, so having conversations because we want to spill our guts. Because yeah. right now if you interview someone then you've got to get their information, then you've <laughs> got to do your own show because we're there to spill our own guts, yeah, aren't yeah. we? Mm. So then we've got to do two parts, which is what we're doing for the first two episodes this mm-hmm. season. But we're going a conversation means we can – you know, the different kinds of dads, Yeah, we can lay either questions on them or taunt them. Yeah, that's great. If they're just about to have a baby, we can taunt them. We'll link it up in uh, the bod- podcast description. Uh, when we move, because the lease is obviously, it should happen, hopefully. But if it does, if it does happen, are you going to come at least visit? How often can we expect you? Because normally we see you at about, what, three, 
three times a week Definitely. You, you're uh, popping in. I've got a feeling you'll be saying, Derek, can you bring me a giant Reuben across oh, yeah. from downstairs? Absolutely. Because that is delicious. Isn't and would it? you do you think you'll get on board? Will you pop down a bit? Yeah, for, of course. Okay. I've got great. my e bike. Do you oh, that's so hop right. and a skip? Hop and a skip. Okay, great. Last time on the show, you told a story about the um, getting pulled over by the cops. Oh, did I? <laughs> Stop spilling your guts, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> it's a daily talk show. Derek, mate, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, buddy. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email. Otherwise, have a good Friday and we'll see you on Monday. See you guys. Bye.